What's up, dads and dudettes? Summer sales bros and summer sales gals. It's your boy Rake here with another fantastic episode of the No Soliciting Experience. Before we get rolling, before we cue the music, before we bring in the next guest, just got to ask you guys for a huge favor. If you guys find value in this episode of the podcast, all I ask is that you share it with somebody, somebody who you feel like may benefit and find value as well. So with that, Let's get into it. Cue the music. I'm off on the adventure. good. This is dedicated to all the kids like me. Wherever you are, now we're good. All right. Welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. So pumped, so honored. And I'm excited to have today's guest on, Cody Olive. Brother, I'm honored to have you on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, yeah, guys, if you guys don't know Cody, he is a beast in the pest control industry and is causing massive waves and huge change. So, Cody, thank you so much for being on, brother. Do you mind introducing yourself to the people? Of course. Thanks for having me on, guys. Honored to be here. I'm Cody Olive, born and raised in Southern California. It's a good old... BYU Provo, um, little unique experience into the door-to-door world. I was actually in corporate America, worked at Goldman Sachs for about two years in Salt Lake. Um, for those that are active, served a two-year volunteer mission, uh, LDS volunteer mission in Singapore, Malaysia. And then in 2019, really dived into the door-to-door space and knocked the last two full summers with Green X Pest Control. And then now we run the grip marketing and we work with more smaller local family run companies. So honored to be here, excited to learn. And thanks for having me on. Dude, heck yeah, man. I'm excited. Um, dude, you guys have just been causing a wave. I had Jackson on, I had Drew on, just phenomenal stand-up dudes, right? Both of them. Um, I, I love what you guys are about. You guys are about pushing the envelope and just doing more. Um I can't remember who runs your guys' social media page, but dude, you guys are on top of it on social media. It's like you guys, it's essentially how a business should be run. You have people in the right places doing the most at everything that they're supposed to do, which is, I'm I'm fascinated by. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Josh Nielsen, he actually runs a lot of the Instagram. And then, I mean, he's advertising major too, and he's so good with all that stuff. I mean, I'm a old salty dog technology. I just got my good old iPhone 10 here, but Josh is really good at all that stuff. And then for each team, like, you know, follow us all on Instagram. Like you can see the grit Milwaukee, that's where I'll be this summer or the grit Denver. And then for each team, there's a team account manager. So that way people are getting shouted out, stats are being shown, but then also people are having a good experience because a lot of the things that retain reps is having a good experience. And it's just like, you know, last Saturday night or last night we went bowling as a team and that's super fun. It's good for the vibes and it's really good to get to know your team on a personal level. So that way you can also help your team on a more individual basis as well. Let, let me ask you this because social media is a huge aspect that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. How yes. has that helped you guys recruit overall? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at Drew Hansen. You know, Drew Hansen kind of documented his story that that summer, last summer, and he came back and recruited over 90 individuals. Or me, myself, I have that sales page at all of the deals, last names, all of, no pun intended. And I'm 28 and all of my friends are in finance, corporate America, law school, dental school. So I am so far removed from the scene and I'm engaged. I'm not even in the single or dating scene. Shout out, Alexa. Love you, sweetheart. 
but it's just like through Instagram and social media, just by having that presence or showing it, people are directly messaging me or sending me DMs or just being like, Hey, I just came off a bad summer or Hey, I've always wanted to try sales or Hey, what are you guys about at the grit? And it's just a super organic conversation and we keep it real low pressure and people come in and they interview or they come in and want to learn more. And almost always we end up recruiting them. And it's, it's social media is one of the biggest slept on experiences to get a lot of recruits and at a high level too. Dude, I love that. Cause I just went off on a rip on like a solo podcast about this, like how the difference between recruiting and attracting, right? Yeah. And and it's the biggest thing is you guys are attracting the people who are on your frequency, who are on your level, who resonate with what you guys are doing. So yeah, like, it's huge because like when, when, when you recruit somebody, you actively recruit somebody, you send them a, a super generic DM, you then have to f- ask them to change to mold into your culture. And there's a lot right. of resistance there versus you guys, you guys are attracting the people who are already interested, who are willing to change or who are willing to fit into that mold or I guess break into that mold per se. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like one of my favorite TV shows that's come out in a long time is during COVID last summer, they came out with the, the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary about the 98 Bulls. And it's like Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Bulls, and he also owns the White Sox. It was just like, you're going to come into this Bulls culture. And, you know, a lot of the focal point is Michael Jordan. So it's just like John Taylor, Ben Egan, Drew Hansen, Jackson Jr. And it's just like, we have our, our standards. And if you want to run with us and take over the world, great. If not, we're going to always wish you the best. Because that's also a cool thing why I love the grit is if someone's having great success in Alarm, Solar, or another pest control company, we're always going to respect and love that. But it's just like, if you want to be great and run with us, come and join us. Because we can have that Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Robin effect, just as long as you buy in and truly just work hard. Because we can handle all the operations like same day services, a good service, selling at a high level, selling at a high value. If you just truly plug in and work hard, we can handle all those variables. The only thing we can't control or fix is you and how hard you're going to work. But if you truly plug into that system, the grit, you can have that great success. Perfect. And I love that. And that goes to any like leader, owner, like management, you have to have the systems in play to be able to just plug your guys in and they play, you know, just simple plug and play. I mean, and that's one of the things that unfortunately, you know, we tend to struggle with in the industry, but I mean, you guys have it all down and it's dope. I love seeing that. There's a lot of other companies that do, and it's, it's so fulfilling to see somebody just come in, learn and just go off. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's nice too, because the systems, it's not, you know, a, a blanket approach because everyone's individual based. Like some of your reps might really be motivated on like, you know, that fun Saturday night activity or some reps. I mean, me and myself, I'm very goal oriented. So like when Ben Egan was training me, he's like, Cody, I need 10 today. Cody, I need 20 today. And that fires me up. Or for some of your reps, it's just like, Hey, you know, just give it your very best. And when nine o'clock hits, nine thirty hits, if you can look yourself in the mirror, your iPhone selfie camera, like you gave it your all, then it's just like, that's okay. So it's just kind of like, that's where we really want to get good is because we have the systems in place and then taking it to a whole nother level. It's really managing to that person and their personality to help maximize them at their highest level. Dude, with that, I, I, I love how you say that. Um, you led a team last year, right? So I helped manage in Chicago. It was Ben, me, McKay Roberts. He also did a thousand accounts in 2019. And then Easton Bunker and Zach Affleck. So definitely helped run it with those. It was the main six of us. And we had, you know, a 50, I believe it was a 50 man or a 60 man team in Chicago. 
Dope. So with that, just to piggyback off of what you were saying earlier, how do you how do you approach helping your reps on an individual level? Because I mean, I feel like a lot of management seems to just drop off like they can produce themselves. That's no that's that's not a question. It's how do you relate on an individual level with your reps and then help them succeed at a level that I guess getting down to their level or bringing them up to your level. How, how do you approach that? I think number one is to show you care. I think a lot of the times in the industry, sometimes reps feel like they're dollar signs. It's that concept of taking money versus making money. It's just like, if you're doing a good job as a manager, then your, your rep should feel like it's okay that Cody makes that override off of me versus if they're kind of like, you know, bummed or upset about it, then that means you, you're not doing enough as a manager. So I'd say first it's, you know, feeling like they care. Two, like we do a lot of one-on-one trainings because pods are good or group trainings are good, but everyone's skill set and personality and strengths are so different. So it's really role-playing with them one-on-one to help them sell in their best way or their best capacity. But then when you do those one-on-ones, you get to know them. So that way, when you see them, it's just like, hey, how'd your midterm go? Or, hey, I heard your dad was a little bit sick. Is he feeling okay? Or, hey, like you want to do this a couple of years and then pay for law school. So like when you're training on that, you're weaving in those details. And then three, it's just, it's just believing in your reps. I think a lot of the reason why Josh Nielsen was able to recruit me is that very first summer for 2019, I wanted to set a goal for 850 because if I sold 850, I would have made enough money to pay for my law school without having to take out major school loans. I'm not going to go to law school now because, you know, the success, it's the opportunity cost is too high. But why Josh was such a great manager and why I always love Josh Nelson is because he always believed in me. And then when Ben and I got closer, Ben always believed in me. And that's why I was able to go from 850 to 1,003. Or then that second summer, if I was going to go to law school, I was going to go for 1,400. Or if I was not going to go to law school, I was going to go for 1,600. But, you know, same thing. Josh and Ben both believed in me so well. I had great competition with McKay, Drew. Easton, Zach Affleck, that I ended up doing 1728. So it's just those three facets really help you maximize your reps and also your own individual performance. Dude, I love that. Let, let me ask you this, because before this, we're talking about you being, uh, us being old salty dogs, right? We, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, man. What, what was your thought process going from working at Goldman Sachs, right? Because essentially that's, what you're supposed to do in the world. You're supposed to go to school and if you're LDS, you're supposed to go on a mission, graduate, get, get a job, right? Yeah. How, how did you go from working two years at Goldman Sachs and deciding, okay, this is it. I want to go try something new. And I guess once you did it, what made you want to like just succeed? Yeah. It's just, I mean, most of the time life is kind of like this, you know, you do the status quo and I want to live life like this. I figure I only have 90 years to live, so I'm going to maximize it. And any successful individual I've ever met, any mentor I always met or had, they've usually owned their own business. So it was just kind of like knocking doors was a means to an end. It was just like, I wanted to go to law school and we've done so well, thanks to the grit and the guys here. It's just like, now we kind of have our own thing. So it's just like, I never want to go back and just be a part of the status quo or work that eight to five, nine to five. I want to be my own boss. I want to be able to maximize my own input. So that way I get out of it, what I put into it. And then I always want to be challenged. I always want to be pushed. I want to be 80 years old, still learning, still playing golf, still being my best self and kind of getting everything I can out of life. So that's why I'll never 
I'll never be a nine to five guy for people that it works. I mean, to each their own love it, respect it. I was a part of it, but it's just, life's way more exciting when it's just like, it's totally up to you. And you know, it's, it's a Saturday and you got to put up at least eight, nine, 10 deals for your team, or it's going to be a bus. Like I, I love that. And I think pressure is a privilege. Love that pressure is a privilege. Going back to the last dance, I'm pretty sure that's where that came from. I think somewhere. Anyways, yep. it's a great quote. It's a great quote, and pressure is a privilege. Um, it either you either thrive in it or you fold. I actually, dude, it's funny you say that. I recently uh, had this quote come up because I found all like my like missionary journals, and one of yep. them I remember on one day I was like, dude, this this is like when I go home. I was freaking sick, right? I was two months in, and I served in Guatemala. I had chicken oh. pox, dude. I was 21 years old and got chicken pox. I felt like I was going to die, right? <laughs> I, I remember oh, I, I, wrote in my, I wrote in my journal, my companion told me this today, and it said, the same sun that melts the wax hardens the clay. Oh, right? cool. So it's going back to that pressure. You either thrive in that pressure or you fold under pressure. So right. I, I, I love how you you go about it because pr pressure is a privilege if you don't have pressure you're not doing things right yeah i i totally agree and it's just like i my mission president he's just one of the biggest mentors in my life not to speak too much on my mission but he always says like if, if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and we're just so all about going far far together and john and ben they're all about we we die together we win together we lose together we do everything together with that you know John always brings up that quote too, pressure is a privilege. So it's just like we do it all together as a squad and we all, all ships rise with the tide. So it's just, we're huge, huge, huge believers in that. So that's, that's a cool quote too from your mission drill. Yeah, dude, it was <laughs> looking back. Your chicken pox. Like, dude, yeah, dude, like, dude, you, you, you had it so easy. You had it so easy back then. <laughs> oh, dude, man, simpler times, simpler times. <laughs> Dude, simpler times. I mean, ev everything was structured for you. At least mine was because yep. I found I found everything, dude. Like my like planners, we had the old school, like I'm pretty sure you had them too. The old school planners, we yep. had to write everything down. Yeah. Dude, literally every hour was marked. I don't think I had like any free time on my mission. So it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's a lot simpler. Dude, and that kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier. Um I heard you on Sam's podcast with Drew, and you guys talked about your routine. Yeah. How crucial was that? How crucial is a routine for you guys while selling? Oh, it's huge because especially the last two summers, I've knocked from that first summer, I knocked, I think, April 18th until October 2nd. And then this last summer, I knocked May 12th until October 12th. So the last two summers, I've done, you know, close to five months. And if you don't have a good routine, and then especially with it just being door to door, you're going to burn out. So I'm a huge believer. I I always get up at seven o'clock, um, you know, again, being religious, like say my morning prayers, read my scriptures, and then I'll go to the gym for about an hour, hour 15, come back. I have a good breakfast. I'll still, even to this day, like, cause you can, you can always improve and always get better. Like you're, you're, you're never, never satisfied, never content, always getting after it. So I'll still role play in the mirror. I'll do at least one pitch, get ready. And then we'll have our team meeting. I still always go to the extra practices from 10 to 11. And then have the big team meeting 11 to 12. And then it's just straight to the doors. Don't dilly dally. You're not kind of goofing off. You're not never going back to the apartments. And then you're grinding from 1230 to 930 or one to 930. And then especially on Saturdays, you're on those doors by 10, 1030. You're going to at least nine o'clock. So 
if you don't have a good routine, it's hard to maintain that balance because my mindset is my body's a machine. So I'm going to take good care of it. I'm going to nourish it well. I'm going to rest it well. So that way I can perform at the highest level. I love that. I actually just talked about one of the guys who I, uh, he's like my, my, my diet coach, my dietitian. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. your body, your body is a machine. You gotta, you gotta feed it right. Um, yeah. and in, in, in the summer, it's such a hard grind to eat. You literally, it's just quick and fast. So what do you get? Del Taco, Mickey D's, Taco Bell. Oh Popeyes. man. Popeye's. Oh, dude. Dude, that spicy Girl, chicken was, sandwich, man. Oh, dude. It's fire, but dude, that's so bad for you. Oh <laughs> uh, man! If anything from this podcast, I hope I get sponsored by Popeyes and Bucked Up. I, that'd be a big win for me, <laughs> dude. For real, Bucked Up sponsor the door to door. You're literally in Utah. Sponsor us. <laughs> Might as well, man. American Fork. We're in Linden. It just it just works. You know what I mean? It makes sense. Yeah, dude. So you take a scoop of pre workout before knocking, right? Every day. Is it, do you mix it with water or do you, or do you dry scoop it? Mix it with water. So like literally okay. I, I get, I get out of the car. I put my Segway, turn it on, put my iPad up on top of my car and take that shot of pre-workout. And then I just grab my iPad and Segway and I, I head to that door as fast as I can and try and sell that first door right away. So that way I just, I start my day off on a good foot. So that's, that's essentially your routine. I, I, I love how you have that broken down to where you know what you're going to do. Yeah. There is no variable on what, you know, could happen. It's the same thing. You get out the door, turn your Segway on, put your iPad on top of your car, pop the pre-workout and just go as fast as you can to that first door. Yep. So that's just like, I mean, stuff's always going to happen, especially last summer being that COVID summer, you know, Texts are going to be late. A tech locks his keys in the car. Um, you know, you get rear-ended. It's, you know, maybe you get in a fight with your significant other. But it's just like if your routine is strong too, then you can push all that stuff out and control what you can control and still make up a good day. Because a lot of the times too, it's just like in the Georgia divorce space, it's just like, oh, uh, you know, cops rolled up or, oh, uh, the tech missed that wasp nest or, uh, like, and it just kind of ruins your day. But if you have a good routine and then you're just so used to it, none of that stuff really phases you because then you just control what you can control and still maximize that day with what you have left. Of it. Dude, exactly. That literally was about to say. You can control what you can control. You can expect the, I guess, all this stuff is expected, but right. you know it's, you know, it's bound to happen. Exactly. As long I mean, as something's you can, it, mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, some, something's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just like, we always preface that too. We're all about good expectations, expectations. And it's just like, if something happens, it's just, you brush it off your shoulder and, and you just, you keep going because you have a good routine, you have your goals or you have your why and you're going to get out of it directly what you put into it. Dude, exactly. I love that. So going back a little bit, um, you kind of went the route of corporate America right? Yeah. Now to door to door. Actually, let's forget that. Let's, let's, let, let's go to this. Um, you talked about having control. You do what you need to do and you just consistently are compounding wins, right? You guys are compounding massive success. What I love is you have your team and they all do the same thing, right? Right. 
where do you think the where do you think your the switch flip right and everyone has that aha moment the light turns on and you just you realize what you're gonna what you need to do and you do it for you how did you go from doing 1003 accounts the year prior to you did 1703 1728 1728 my bad 1728 and generated over a million dollars in revenue dude like at, at what point last year did you realize i'm going for it i just like i mean whether it's even if it's you know selling girl scout cookies like your your name's on it like you always want to be the best at it and it's just like like i've mentioned a couple of times door to door was just a means to an end but it's just like my name cody olive's on it so i want to be the best at it and then two, I just want to make an impact on others. Like I'm a huge firm believer in whatever you think, think bigger. And everyone should have those expectations risen as well. And then three, I think it was the third week of the summer last year, the fourth week of the summer, I did 126. And so I was just like, you know what? Like if I can do 126 in a week and do over 70,000 in revenue, we can break that all-time record. We can push the million. And then it's just like, that'll become the new norm. And how cool would that be if, you know, an 18-year-old goes out and make $40,000 and then is able to save for, you know, X, Y, and Z, be a better person, or that newly married couple, you know, fresh back from LDS mission can go out and have that same type of experience. So it's just all about giving back and all about training and helping. And it's just like, I think what's really cool about, like, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. It's just like, he does a lot of those Michael Jordan camps and it's just like, he's all about helping those kids get bigger, better, and then get the most out of their playing school and, and personal careers. Sorry. Um, dude, I love that. And we also talked about like giving back right in, in the teams that you guys run, you train just about anyone who comes and asks for training, right? Yeah. How, how do you think that's impacted you by growing? Because obviously there's, um, how do I put this? You understand more by the level you're able to explain it. How do you think training others and even training other people's guys has helped you just sharpen your saw and become better? Yeah, I mean, the best way to learn how to do something is teach it. So it's just like, I want to be training as, as much as possible too. So that way, not only am I helping them, but I'm helping, you know, sharpen my saw too. I mean, two, I, I always work in threes too. It's just like, I have just as much to learn from them as they do from me. Like, you know, Rick, I, I've only known you for about 20 minutes now and it's been awesome doing this podcast, but it's just like, I have just as much to learn from you as you do for me. And that's just always my mindset with everything. Be a sponge, be a sponge, be a sponge. Cause that, that first summer, it's just like, you know, I, I graduated BYU top of my class Goldman. I was one of the top analysts there did well on my mission, um, close to the president, you could say, shout out John Taylor. And then, um, got back and I could have been like, you know, I'm 26. Like, I don't need to listen to Ben or Calvin or Josh, but it's just like, I had never done door to door before. So I just put all that crap aside and I was just a total sponge. I would go to every late night practice, every early morning practice. And then even when I started selling 10, 14 a day, I still went to them. Like you still always practice guys. You never let off the gas. And then three, it's just, it's, this is all about service. You know what I mean? It's just like during this off season, I'd usually be at the office 11 to 6, 12 to 7, and, you know, usually two or three out of those trainings a day were someone entirely outside of my network. I didn't make sense off them, but it's just like if Jackson needed me to train someone or Drew needed me to train someone or Dallas Jr. needed me to train someone or Ben was just like, hey, you know, train my little brother. It's just like 
you always do it because we just always look out for each other. Dude, I love that. I love that because that's what it is. You're just giving back the uh, law, the uh, law of reciprocity. The more you give out, I mean, eventually everything comes back tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. So, dude, I freaking love that. So, last year you have this big year. What do you What are you going for this year, dude? I'm curious. So it's on the Instagram. Going for two thousand at a seven 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 CVA. Good luck, Vegas, baby. Um, so Houston, very competitive, little slower start, but you know, same thing. It's just like, I need to kind of go back to the drawing board and it's just like, okay, on this type of switchover, I'm losing them at A, B, and C. So I need to do X, Y, and Z. Okay. Here in Texas, a lot of the homes have those pipes in the wall home team. So it's just like, okay, I'm losing them at A, B, and C. I need to do X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, that's why I always love the door to door space because you're always being challenged and you know, you better believe I'd rather die than not hit one of my goals. So I'm excited. Dude. I love that. Cause you approach it as like a, like, um, cause you, you're, you follow Michael Jordan. You're a huge fan of Michael Jordan. Yes. And Michael Jordan would do the exact same thing. As soon as somebody leans this way, that means they're going to do this. Like you yes. break down your own film down to the ridiculous. You have, you know, what objections are going to come up and you know, this is how you're going to resolve them. So many people, oh my gosh, dude. Part of what I do is I get like people ask me like, oh dude, I'm doing this. I'm struggling in this. And I always give them my number and I'm like, dude, give me a call. Let's break down what you're doing and let's see what what you can do better. Dude, you would be surprised how many people give me the same, like this, give me the same way that they resolve an objection in multiple industries. It's like, dude, like, I understand, like, you know, this is really simple to do, but you're giving somebody a blanket, like a blanket way of overcoming an objection. I love how you get to the very fine things of like, okay, this is what I, this is where I'm losing them. This is how I I can get better at it. And I tell you, you probably don't have one way of doing it. You probably have several ways of overcoming that same objection. Absolutely. Because it's like, I mean, I mean, to give you another good one-liner, it's just like, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And especially for rookies, like a lot of times they're going to come back and they're like, I was doing it. I was doing, it. I don't know why I'm losing or where I'm losing. It. It's just like, you know, I, I'm sure you're trying your hardest, but if you can't pinpoint where that struggle is, then it's just like, there's only so much we can role play or practice to help you overcome that struggle. So it's just like, you know, voice record yourself or open up a Google keep or Apple note and write it down. So then that way you can truly pinpoint it. So that way when we get back at night or, you know, we have the early morning practice, we can pinpoint that little thing in role play. So that way the next time you approach it, you can get that sale. Dude, I love that. Just keeping track of everything. I mean, I imagine you probably have, maybe if you're anything like me and I, I feel like you are, you have probably spreadsheets. I have spreadsheets out the Yahoo, right? Yeah. Just yeah. everything is tracked because that's, that, that's just how meticulous I am. Essentially, yeah. realistically, I'm kind of lazy, so I know that I need to do what I need to do, and I want to know how many times I need to do something to get a sale, right? Right. So yeah. I don't, I don't like going out there blindly, like uh, hoping, okay, hopefully I get two days. I'm like, no, I'm gonna get this many no's, and I'm gonna overcome these objections this way, so I can make my sales. And as soon as I hit my goal, then everything else is cream on top, you know. And I'm just gonna keep going. Absolutely. Because it's just, <laughs> I mean. Like, 
you just, I mean, you can't do blanket approaches, but it's just like, if you have a good system, a good skeleton, and then you do that variability to apply it to the certain unique situations, you're just going to get that much further ahead. And it's just like, there's a big reason why we continue to break records at the grid is because we have good systems, but then it's also like, we really push that person to challenge themselves to the way they know that they know how to, and to sell the way they know how to, because the way I'm going to sell is a lot different than Rick's going to sell than the way a lot different than Jackson's going to sell. It's going to be the same system. We're saying about the same thing, but it's, you got to do it the best way Jackson's going to do it or the best way that Ben's going to do it or the best way that Roger's going to do it and so on and so forth. Yeah, dude. I love that. It, it just comes down to making it your style, but you also have to make yourself super relatable on the doors. Prior yep. to the podcast, we we're talking about, you know, the traveling that we've done, all the different places that we visited in the, in the world. Um, and I think that's a huge, huge thing that that the industry is lacking is the more personable, the more relatable you are, the more likely you are to make these sales. Right. Yep. In, yep. in your approach, how, how does being more relatable help you? Well, I mean, because it's just like I've, I lived in Thailand. My LDS mission was in Singapore, Malaysia. I've been to the British Isles, like London, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. And then um, I grew up in Southern California, so I just had a whole broad range of friends. And it's just like, if you're not in a, a huge homogenous environment, then you learn that not everyone is, you know, same, same as they say. And then when you're on the doors too, you can especially play to that. Like yesterday, I talked to some guy that lived in Malaysia and did oil and gas. And she's like, hey man, like I lived there too. And like, we were able to build a rapport and get a sale there. Or it's just like, this one guy knocked on his door and I, I love cars. Like I love fast cars. Like my shirt says like, go fast, don't die. Like one day I really want to get into driving race cars. Like that's my ultimate dream. That'll be my happy place as they say. But like this guy had a, a sweet Porsche Macan GTS. And I was just like, dude, I love your car. And like literally for two minutes, we were just talking about cars. And then we got into pest control. And at that point he had already trusted me, even though I was a total stranger. And then we sold the account and it was an easy switch. So it's just, those little details, especially building rapport and connecting with someone makes it so much easier on the doors. Love that. So dude, this is a big tip for you guys. Go out and travel a little bit more. Go out and experience yes. the world. So, so many people, it's like, oh, we're going to go to New York. Like, no, go, go to freaking Europe. Go to like somewhere in Asia. Go to Australia. I don't know. Like, just go experience yes. the world. And understand that there are people from different walks of life. And the more you, you, the more you put into understanding different cultures, different people, that translates into your sales. Yep. Exactly. And point, then also too, like even if, oh, go ahead, Rick. Because at that point, you just know how to, you, you have your skeleton of your pitch. At that point, you just add on to it and you're just that much more relatable. People buy from, they say people they like, but let's take that one step further. They buy from people that they respect. How much more are people going to respect you when you understand their culture, you understand like some of their, like some of their cultural norms and their cultural tendencies. Yeah. Dude, you, you are going to go, you're going to get that much farther and they're going to like you and they're going to respect you that much more. And they're much more likely to buy from you. Absolutely. And then, I mean, a big recruiting tip too, is for, you know, all the people that are recruiting guys that want to do, you know, internships or so on and so forth. It's just like, the best experience you can do is send a kid out to, you know, the Northeast or the Midwest or New York or Florida to have him go knock a hundred doors every day for four months. Cause then that way he can learn how to talk to people that are rich, poor, ethnic, different backgrounds, different diversity. So that way when they go back, even if it's one summer, 
in those interviews in corporate America, they're that much stronger of a candidate because they can relate, they can speak well, and they can present themselves that much better too. Hell yeah, I love that. So with that, <laughs> I understand. Sorry, I got a burp. Um, Dude, dog. I love every. <laughs> I'm just an old dog, man. I have, I have to take excess amounts of vitamins. You know, <laughs> we're just old salty dogs. But you know what's funny is that there are older saltier dogs who listen to this podcast. So, I guess in our culture, being LDS, we're old salty dogs. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Dude, I'm freaking ma- making that into a shirt. I'm going to make two of them. So I'll freaking send you please one. <laughs> send me one, please. I'll, I'll wear that. Um, I'll wear it on the doors. I'll sell an account for you. <laughs> or just like a patch to put on your polo. Just an old salty dog. <laughs> uh, let's do it. So let's, let's do it. So you heard it here first. We're going to make no soliciting bro old salty dogs. You have to be at least 28 years or older to order one. <laughs> you just That's slap it on is. your polo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Dude, honestly, bro, I appreciate everything that you do. I appreciate everything that you and the grid is doing. It's, you know, it's changing the industry in a positive way. I've said it for I've said it for years now that the industry is behind on the times. We're at a point where it's shifting and it's shifting for a better point. And I'm grateful to have you guys and a lot of other people just making that change and helping lead that shift. So Thank you, brother, so much for that. Um, I understand you are about to meet up with your team, so don't want to take too much of your time. Um, if you were to leave the industry with one last piece of advice, your final thoughts, words of wisdom, what would that be? One, whatever you think, think bigger. Maximize the opportunity. It's just like I remember my first summer, it was sick to sell you know, five, six, seven, it's like, no, let's go for 10. And then, you know, going to that second summer, summer 2020, it's just like, you know, let's go for a hundred in a week. And everyone's like, scoff at it. And sure enough, you know, I did a hundred over five times. So whatever you think, think bigger. And this summer I want to get 150 in a week. I want to get, you know, 500 a month. I want to try and do 40 in a day Two, like you're the average of your five best friends, surround yourself with people that push you, make you better never help you be complacent and a friend is someone that's truly like especially when you're messing up or doing things wrong that will put you in your place and truly help you be better not let you stay with the status quo especially if it's to your detriment and then three the way you do anything is the way you do everything just be honest a lot of the times in door-to-door like you've had a hard day or you don't have a sale and it's really easy to kind of fudge something to get that one sale but it's really not worth it always be honest treat your reps like family, no one's a dollar sign, and then just put your stamp on it. You want to be able to go back into, even if it's one summer, three summers, you make a career out of it. You want to go back and look at it and look at those people you worked with with pride and know, hey, I did that and I left it my all and I'm okay to look them in the eye and feel comfortable with what I've done. So it's just, we have an amazing opportunity. If you want to do this for one summer, many summers, or be like me and Rick, old salty dogs and do it for life, you have the chance to make a, a true impact, maximize it and you know, truly do what you want to do in life. So it's been an honor, Rick. Love being on here. And honestly, great to meet you too, man. Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Um, this is long long overdue, long overdue, yes. but I'm grateful we finally got in on. Um, so where can people find you on social media? So Instagram is at Olive, like the restaurant Olive Garden, The Deals. My name is Cody Olive. I don't really post too much on my personal page. I just have a sales page. 
at all of the deals. And then you can find me on LinkedIn, Cody Olive, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Facebook, Cody Olive, too. You're an old salty dog because you still got a LinkedIn. That's, that's <laughs> right, baby. Maybe even MySpace, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude. Oh, dude, the MySpace days. That's, that, that's a topic for a different day. <laughs> yes. Another podcast, right? For sure. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for being on. Appreciate everything you do. And, dude, I'm excited to see you break more records this year. Well, thanks, man. Honored to be here. Well, now. <laughs>